You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? As always, you guys know the deal by now. It is your boy, your host, Sosa Kremenjas. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked on Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked on sent you. Welcome to your Tuesday episode of the official game week for the Los Angeles Rams. Of course, the Rams will be playing their first preseason game on Saturday against the Los Angeles Chargers. It's going to be a battle between the NFL's LA Los Angeles based teams. And man, it is going to be fun to have football back. But we're going to dive into everything you need to know about the game later this week and potentially on tomorrow's episode. Before we get there, I have some things that I want to update you with on this episode, and we are going to talk about the backup quarterback spot for the Rams. John Wolford is going to be sidelined for a little while, and I'll explain why in a moment. And then we're going to dive into the safety room, specifically talking about how Taylor Rapp is one of the ascending players right now. And according to Jordan Rodriguez of The Athletic, some of the running backs have also stood out. So we're also going to dive into that position in the final segment. But I did mention the status of backup quarterback John Wolford, which we have to discuss first and foremost. And this was something that I forgot to mention on yesterday's episode. But unfortunately for John Wolford, randomly, completely out of nowhere, he was admitted to the hospital. He did have appendicitis. Of course, he had to get his appendix removed in this instance. And he was given a timeline, I believe, of 10 to 14 days sidelined. Now, what does that mean for his status during this preseason I'm not 100% sure. I guess maybe he could return in two weeks. But do you really want your backup quarterback out there fresh off of surgery two weeks later getting hit in an unnecessary football game right in that chest or in that stomach area? Probably not. I'm going to presume that this might mean that Wolford may not actually play in any of the preseason games. And of course, he is the backup quarterback. I don't think there's any discussion or issues with that. He seems very solidified in his role, but it sucks because this is a guy who's very fun to watch, and I've been dying to see him perform over the last few seasons ever since we got that very small taste in his rookie season where he was the fourth quarterback on the roster, and he only got to drop back 48 times and attempted only 44 passes in that preseason, which was in 2019, and of course, last season, 2020. The NFL scraps the preseason because of COVID. So once again, he sort of gets screwed there. And then now the appendix getting removed, again, getting sidelined, not getting those valuable reps. And it just sucks because this is a guy who's so fun to watch. His game is perfectly built for a time of the season like the preseason where a lot of your football is going to be very vanilla scheme wise. You're not going to run out your best plays. You're sort of just relying on the talent and the backyard football ability of the players that you have out on the field. And as we know, John Wolford is a guy that does that very well. He's such a good scrambler. He's good at extending plays. He's good at keeping his eyes downfield, running around and buying time until someone uncovers. And unfortunately for him, he's not going to get those opportunities now, at least not for the first two preseason games. I'm going to assume that the Rams are probably going to play it cautiously and keep him out throughout the entire preseason, and if they do do that, of course, that's going to open up more playing time for the quarterback three and quarterback four, and those two guys right now for the Rams are Bryce Perkins, as well as Devlin, aka Duck Hodges. 
these guys are going to be going into an intense battle here for that quarterback three spot for the Rams. Now, that might not necessarily make the 53-man roster. The Rams could elect to only keep two quarterbacks, which a lot of teams in the NFL do, and the Rams have done in the past as well. Or one of these guys could prove you know, they might not be able to last on a practice squad. And if that's the case, the Rams might not have a choice and they may need to carry three quarterbacks on their 53-man roster. So there's still a potential shot for all of these guys to essentially stick with the Rams, three on the current roster, one on the practice squad, or maybe more likely two on the current roster, Matthew Stafford, John Wolford, and then one on the practice squad, might that be Bryce Perkins, maybe Duck Hodges. It's really going to depend on how these guys perform over the next three or so weeks, not only in these games, but of course in these practices as well. I think both guys bring something to the table. We have to look out for them. In terms of Bryce Perkins, I think he might be the favorite for the quarterback three job. Of course, he was with the Rams last year as well, and he is a very mobile quarterback. He's got the ability to move outside of the pocket, and he's quick with his feet, and he also has a pretty strong arm. And then on the other side of the coin, you have Duck Hodges, who probably is a little bit behind in terms of the scheme and things like that when it comes to comparing him to Perkins. But at the same time, Duck Hodges actually has NFL experience. He actually started NFL games for the Pittsburgh Steelers after Ben Roethlisberger was injured. So of course, he has that upper hand in actual game time and game experience. So these guys are definitely going to have a great opportunity now with Wolford sideline throughout these preseason games to get a lot of playing time with a various amount of weapons, wide receivers, running backs, they're going to get their chance to not only make this roster for the Rams or make the practice squad roster, but at worst, potentially put on some very good film and some very good plays on their film to sell to these other teams if they don't make the roster with the Rams because at the end of the day, it is just a numbers game. Maybe they're still good players, but they just can't afford to keep them because the Rams might have to keep an extra body at another position where someone is injured. So it's going to be interesting to see, can one of these guys separate themselves? Because presumably, as it stands right now, the Rams look like they're going to go into preseason with only these two guys playing. We know Stafford is not going to play. John Wolford is now sidelined for at the minimum two games out of the three that they're going to play. So you would expect that Perkins and Hodges are likely both going to get a half in every game to proceed and to try and progress and prove that they deserve a spot on this team. And I'm insanely excited for these guys because all you need at the end of the day is a shot. We saw John Wolford in 2019 in only 48 dropbacks by himself a shot at the NFL after going undrafted, nobody picking him up, having to go to the AFL, and he fought his way onto an NFL roster, looked good enough in such a small amount of time in preseason, and that allowed him to stay on the practice squad. One year later, aka last year, is on the 53-man roster and beats out Jared Goff at the end of the year to start a playoff game. I mean, that right there should tell you everything you need to know about how huge these opportunities are for preseason players, practice squad players, guys who were undrafted, all of these guys. It might not lead to a job with the Rams, but it could very well lead to their next opportunity somewhere else in the NFL. So while you guys may not love the preseason, and of course the product is not going to be as good as the top tier starters for other teams in week 12, you got to appreciate all of these guys really fighting for their NFL lives right now. You know, they're going to bring everything they have to the table. And I'm dying to see what these quarterbacks can do because at the end of the day, the preseason is a great opportunity for both of these guys now in Perkins and Hodges to get a lot of experience, 
a lot of playing time, and to build some of that chemistry with some of the weapons that they've been working with in practice throughout the last few weeks in training camp for the Los Angeles Rams. We're going to dive into the next segment now, talking about Taylor Rapp and his ascension as one of the pieces in this important secondary for the Los Angeles Rams. And of course, you guys can always come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find us at QB's MEP and at Locked on Rams. If you guys are into betting, I urge you to check out one of our sponsors for today's episode called Bet Online. The NFL is right around the corner, as we know, and you guys can feel free to bet on these preseason games as well as every other sport. In terms of the NBA, NHL, MLB, the UFC, and all your MMA action, before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. You don't need to sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as these teams prep for their NFL kickoff. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the second segment here at the Locked on Rams podcast. This is your Tuesday episode, and I am your host, Sosa Kremenjas. And I did mention what we're going to discuss in this segment prior to the break. And I want to dive into Taylor Rapp and his potential ascension this season for the Rams because this is a guy that the Rams drafted in the second round just a few years ago. I believe it was in the 2019 draft. And Jordan Rodrigue of The Athletic wrote a really awesome piece over at The Athletic, of course. And she highlighted a bunch of players that she considered both risers and fallers for the Rams thus far throughout their training camp period. And one of the players that she listed as a riser was Rap. Now, this is, of course, some important news because the Rams are stuck in a position right now where they need to replace the loss of John Johnson III, not only by way of his on-field production, but what he brought off the field in terms of his leadership and his ability to line everyone up and man the defense, so to speak, as the signal caller or the play caller. Now, Rap is likely not going to take that role. It sounds like Jordan Fuller is prepared to take that duty over. But when it comes to trying to replace the loss of an elite player like John Johnson, the Rams are going to need as many bodies as they possibly can. And we do know the safety position is one of the deeper positions on their roster because we've talked about it many times and yes you're going to hear the names Jordan Fuller Terrell Burgess a lot and deservedly so I think both of these guys have an incredibly bright future for the Rams and especially this season you look at Jordan Fuller a guy who stood out last year sixth round rookie comes in and displaces Taylor Rapp as the starting safety and I think that's really all you need to know about this guy he had no business starting for the Rams last year as a sixth round pick And he immediately bought himself playing time because of how he showed up, how he was able to learn the schemes, all the X's and O's, the playbook, and immediately became a contributor for this defense. The other side of the coin, Terrell Burgess, a guy that was highly drafted by the Rams, a third round draft pick, maybe the most versatile player on the roster, to be quite honest with you. He could play at least three, maybe four different positions for this defense, and he has legitimate elite type of skills in his arsenal in my opinion I loved him coming out but Taylor Rapp seems to have become the forgotten man in this group at least it feels like from the national media perspective because this guy in 2019 in his rookie season he put together a very interesting campaign and I thought he flashed a lot of what I liked coming out from him in terms of his draft year from Washington and now he's going into this year you know coming off of a second season in 2020 last year where he didn't do that great, and like we mentioned, he was displaced by Fuller in the starting lineup, and I think a lot of that had to do 
with some of the injury issues that he was dealing with throughout training camp. Of course, when you can't practice, you're not going to buy yourself any playing time. And Fuller was out there taking all of those reps in his place. And that's just really an unfortunate start to your season because it really just sets the tone for your entire season. And it never really felt like he got comfortable or felt like the old Taylor Rapp, the healthy one from 2019. And it sort of just became an unfortunate season for him. Not necessarily a lost one, because I think there are learning experiences in all of these years. But at the same time, probably not the season that he envisioned. But now, Rapp has entered the offseason nice and healthy. He's gotten plenty of run, plenty of playing time in terms of these safety sets being moved around as a potential linebacker, being moved into the box closer to the line of scrimmage where probably his skill set is most readily available and probably at his peak in terms of his potential contributions to the defense. And then you look at, you know, can this guy actually become what the Rams envisioned when they drafted him in the second round? You need to realize that is a high draft pick. I mean, teams are not drafting guys in the second round and thinking of their players as special teamers. I mean, the Rams drafted John Johnson in the third round, and he became a Pro Bowl quality safety. The Rams drafted Jordan Fuller in the sixth round, had a great job at developing him, drafted, I believe, LaMarcus Joyner in the third round as well, or second round maybe, many years ago out of FSU, became a very good safety and got paid a lot of money by the Las Vegas Raiders. I believe it was the Oakland Raiders at the time. And I think the Rams have more than proved they know how to develop these players. And I think when you look back to 2019, you get a lot more of a sense of excitement over rap and the potential contributions that he brings to this defense. Because when you're looking for a tone setter in the secondary, someone who's very physical, can make tackles in the open field, can come work forward and be a physical presence in the box to add to the linebackers, that is exactly what Taylor Rapp brings to the table. Now, I think he's going to get plenty of run this season And based off of how he's looked throughout this training camp period, as well as the joint practice with the Cowboys, I'm loving what I'm hearing. I think he's legitimately going to be a good contributor for this defense. Last year, I think you throw that season aside. He was obviously injured multiple times, placed on injured reserve, started the season unhealthy. Really, it was not a fair shot to actually evaluate how he performed last season, I think. But now going into the season, the Rams have more of a pick your flavor type of situation at this safety spot where I think you have three, maybe four legitimate contributors in Nick Scott as well. And you can utilize these guys at their best in terms of what they bring to the table from their skill sets, because some guys are going to be better in their deep coverage responsibilities like Terrell Burgess, for example. Some guys are maybe going to be the best well-rounded type of players like a Jordan Fuller, someone who you know could probably be the best special teamer of the bunch in Nick Scott. And then you look at Taylor Rapp, maybe the most physical presence, maybe the best tackler. So I feel like everybody in this room has a role. And I love where the Rams are headed in terms of their safety outlook. After losing John Johnson, you know that was going to be such a big hole for them to fill going into the season. And now it sounds like Taylor Rapp is absolutely up to the challenge. And personally, I'm expecting a big bounce back season from him. Maybe not necessarily a Pro Bowl quality season or the statistics to go along with what you would consider a Pro Bowl quality season. But I definitely think we're going to be looking at him as a situational player that is utilized in a very, very awesome and key role in terms of covering tight ends one-on-one dropping into the box, making tackles on third and 13s that come up short from first downs. I think a lot of that stuff when it comes to the situational aspect of the NFL, and I think that's one of the more underrated aspects when it comes to the NFL, 
he's going to excel in that type of role. And I definitely think he's going to be one of the big assets for this defense when it comes to trying to replace John Johnson in that secondary. That's going to do it for the defensive talk on this episode. And in the final segment, we're going to dive into the final few risers, according to Jordan, and switch back to the offense and look at the running back room, which is trying to replace the loss of Cam Akers, of course. And while we've got you here, make sure to check back in with us tomorrow when our guy Brad Motter joins the episode and we're going to discuss everything you need to know about the Los Angeles Rams preseason week one battle against the Los Angeles Chargers. Folks, if you own a car, I know you've went through the trouble of trying to start your car, something going wrong, something not working properly, and then you need to call your mechanic. You need to go through the whole hoopla of trying to find a piece for your vehicle that's broken, trying to not pay crazy amounts of money and all of the trouble that comes with that. If you guys do not want to deal with that anymore, you should check out rockauto.com. They're a family owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you're a person who likes to fix things yourself or you're a professional and you're looking for the best reliably low prices, you absolutely need to check out rock auto. All you have to do is just go to their website and check out all their available parts. It's a never ending list. And if your car needs it, I'm betting that they probably got it. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us so they know that we sent you. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment here of the Locked On Rams podcast. I'm your host, Sosa Kremenges, and I mentioned what we are going to spend this final segment talking about, and that is the running back room for the Los Angeles Rams. And of course, the first bit of news here is the loss of Kane Akers. He's going to be gone for, if not the entire season, the majority of the season with a torn Achilles, which is, of course, terribly unfortunate news for, I think, what a lot of people expected to be a superstar season for Akers, as well as the Rams. But the Rams are well-equipped to handle a loss at this position because not only is it arguably the least valuable position on the NFL field, but at the same time, they did spend a third-round draft pick on Daryl Henderson, and we got to see very nice flashes out of this guy in terms of his capabilities as a three-down runner and as a legitimate running back. I think if you guys recall last year, PFF had him as the highest graded running back through, I believe it was eight or nine weeks of the NFL season. And that's no slouch. I mean, if you can be the highest graded runner, you are doing something right. And I always think back to that week two game against the Philadelphia Eagles where Cam Akers got hurt. Malcolm Brown, I think, suffered somewhat of an injury, maybe something minor. And Daryl Henderson started to get a little bit more playing time. And once he started getting some carries... You could see that he was getting confident, and from there on forward, it was the Daryl Henderson show. This guy, we all know what to expect from him at this point. He's going to be the running back one, and he's going to get a lot of carries, but it was awesome to see Jordan talk about some of the carries that he had in the joint practice against the Dallas Cowboys because, according to her, he had multiple big runs scampering down the sidelines for big gains, and of course, they weren't fully tackling, so maybe things are a little bit not all too true. I guess it might be different in terms of the aspect of an actual football game where defenders are going to be coming at you full force and trying to take your head off. But at the same time, 
We've seen Daryl Henderson be productive in the NFL, so I don't doubt that he is going to have some big running plays in the NFL this season. It's the other names, I think, where things become a little bit more interesting for the Rams because we know Henderson is going to be the guy. Who's going to be the running back two, running back three? Is there going to be a running back four? How do they divide the work amongst these guys? And is anybody standing out? And according to Jordan, both Xavier Jones as the running back two and Jake Funk as the running back three are doing a good job in terms of standing out at the running back spot. And she did also highlight Raymond Calais as one of the names that's standing out, but in terms of his special teams capabilities. So maybe not anything groundbreaking here. I think this is pretty much what we expected, but it is good confirmation to know that these guys are playing well. You look at Xavier Jones, I think he might be the best receiving back out of these guys. And you look back to his time at SMU in college over the course of five seasons, this guy had over 3,400 total yards. I think 3,400 as a rusher and another 600 as a receiver. Clearly a guy that is capable of being not only productive, but being a two-way weapon out of the backfield. You look at Jake Funk, a seventh-round pick that the Rams just drafted a few months ago. Maybe not as solidified in terms of his collegiate production, and I think a lot of that had to do with the two torn ACLs that he suffered, but Jordan highlighted him as a guy that's been very stout in terms of his pass protection and his ability to maybe do that in the NFL, and of course, the Rams don't have anybody at that spot that's maybe all that great or experienced because Akers was a guy that did it a little bit, Henderson has done it a little bit and has looked good in a pinch, but outside of that, there has not been all that much experience, so the Rams could very well look to a guy like Funk to bring out there on third and longs or in those situations when they want an extra blocker attached to Matthew Stafford, that could be his role. And of course, he is also nimble and agile and a tremendous athlete, so he can't come out of the backfield and catch the football or run the ball as well. You're not necessarily just dictating to the defense what you're doing by having him back there, but it is good to know that the Rams have a guy on the roster that could be earmarked for a role that maybe we thought they might have to look out of house for when we were naming all of these veteran running backs that they could be interested in adding. The last name, of course, we talked about Calais being a special teamer. That's what he did for the Rams last year. And if the Rams do elect to keep four running backs, it sounds like he could be the favorite for that fourth spot over a guy like Otis Anderson Jr. And I think that makes a lot of sense because the guys on the back end of your roster need to be able to contribute on special teams. You need guys that are going to play on your kickoff units, your kick return units, your punt units, and of course your punt return unit as well. Those guys need to be very versatile in their abilities when it comes to their return units and coverage units. But not only that, they also need to be able to contribute on offense or defense if their name is called in that regard as well. So shout out to Calais. If that's how you make the roster, that is a tremendous opportunity because You need to be able to stand out in your special teams reps to make the roster at the bottom there. And if he's able to do that, then he definitely deserves a spot on this roster. So I think the running back spot right now for the Rams seems to be a very intriguing battle. And of course, it's always good that Jordan, who is there pretty much every single day at every practice, is highlighting them as a bunch of risers right now. I think the Rams are in a very good position when it comes to their running game. Even though they lost Akers, and I know a lot of fans hate it, myself included, I would have loved to see how productive that guy could have been in this offense. But at the same time, the Rams look like they are poised for a big year on the offensive side of the ball. And I don't think their lack of bodies or their lack of a superstar in Akers at that running back spot is going to hold them back much in 2021. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. 
As always, I appreciate you guys so much for listening to another episode here. Make sure to check back in throughout the rest of the week. We have some very big plans. We're going to shoot over our first 53-man roster projection later this week, as well as tomorrow's episode with Brad Motter. We're going to dive into every preview and everything you need to know about the Los Angeles Rams preseason week one battle against their rival, Los Angeles Chargers. And just a reminder, you guys can come connect with us on Twitter at QBsMEP and at LockedOnRams. And please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.